Uno, dos, tres, action. Hi guys, it's Anat and Maraki. And today we have a lame guest, not a guest, <laughs> a special <laughs> guest. We have one yeah <laughs> she is our cousin yeah so um today we're gonna be talking about like a little girl talk right yeah. like a little life stories life stories advice chit chat yes sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> okay so do you want to explain who you are <laughs> who am i yeah okay my name's yabsara i'm 25 years old your star sign, your pronouns. She knows her star signs now. My star Yo. signs. I actually googled this. <laughs> yeah, good. Yay. Because I didn't know. So, well, I'm a Libra. Ugh. And then my rising. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> and I think my rising is a Leo. And then my moon is a Taurus. I have the same moon. So we have the same moon. That makes sense. With the hair? Yeah, you're a Leo rising. You're Leo rising. That's why people think you're scary. Yeah, intimidating. That's like one of the reasons. No, one not. of the... <laughs> <laughs> one of the, like, Tim and Hunt. <laughs> My pronouns are she, her. You were born in. I was born in Ethiopia. Moved to New Zealand. When I was five. Grew up here. Went to school here. Went to uni. And, yeah. Now I'm just me. Have you said how old are you again? Yes, I did. I'm 25. I'm <laughs> have no children. <laughs> this isn't Tinder. <laughs> from my immigrant parents. <laughs> okay, so do you want to tell us any childhood stories? From when I came from Ethiopia? Yeah. Well, I don't have like any vivid memories of actually coming to New Zealand, but... The one thing I do remember, or the one story I've been told several times, is when I tried to go back home. So cute. <laughs> um, what did I do? I think I was here for maybe like a year at that point, and I honestly hated living in New Zealand. And I tried to convince my little brother that it would be a really good idea to like go back home. And I don't know why my little brain thought I could like walk back, <laughs> even though I flew to New Zealand. <laughs> so we had like a little shed. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was like the main house in the Yeah, and then there was like a little shed. And so I packed my bag, my little Barbie suitcase, and then <laughs> I put like toys in there, like no clothes. Yeah, I packed my Barbies and my little soft toys and I tried to convince Tommy that it would be a good idea to run away. He was like three and he, was like, <laughs> he had common sense and he was just like, we can't, <laughs> we can't run away. How old were you? I was like five maybe. <laughs> yeah, five, six. And then, yeah, and then I tried to run away. But I don't know how I got caught. I, I don't know if I like, for some reason, I don't know if I've made this up in my brain, but like, I feel like I'd walked like out into the field with like my suitcase and then like my dad like, <laughs> because like there's a house yeah there's, like that massive field yeah so i like i think i like walked out and then like, <laughs> strolling along my little suitcase and then i got caught and then yeah that would have been so scary for everyone <laughs> like probably i think is. my mother was like crying because she she'd lost me oh. and they couldn't find me and like for a long time i was hiding in the shed so no one could find me <laughs> Oh my god. That's like a story I can remember. And then another thing was, oh my god, when I first told, like, the first naughty word I learned at school, (laughs) and I I got told off. Oh. 
and then my dad was like oh I don't know what I was getting told off for but I was just was like I said the f word to him <laughs> and he said that he was like trying so hard not to laugh because he was like you're like so sure <laughs> and you're just like swearing at me but I obviously had no concept of like what the word meant but I just knew it was a bad word yeah and I knew you said it when you were angry so I said that to him but those are like the two things I remember from like my childhood like early on childhood mm. <laughs> That's a weird child. It's okay. Also, like what it was like with immigrant parents growing up in like not in Ethiopia. Yeah. Um. Well, I think it was it was all right when I was younger. I think because I probably didn't know any different. But it wasn't until I think I was like maybe th- when I was in year ten, I was like an, a mess of a child. <laughs> um. But it was I think it's a lot more stressful and there's a lot of pressures because you're like a first generation for your parents and like they've moved to give you supposedly a better life Mm -hmm. and they view you as like I don't know how to even like because it's not like they're meaning it for it to be negative or anything like that but I think for a young child trying to navigate like being like maybe like a black individual or whatever wherever you're from trying to be like that individual and you go to school and you're like in a white space and then you mm. come home and then you're expected to be like for me I was expected to be like an Ethiopian child yeah. so it felt like, like I had switching? yeah yeah it was like I had to switch between personalities because I couldn't be like a Ethiopian kid at school because that's not going to fit in with my friends then I couldn't come home and be like a European me because mm. then that doesn't fit in with my family mm. um but yeah so it wasn't until I was in high school where I realised how much pressure it was on because I'd always be expected to be like an example for everybody else that would follow behind me. And I'd be like, oh, if I don't do this and if I don't do that, then I'd always be thinking like, oh, if I do this, if I go this way, then my cousins or whoever is going to go exactly the same way and I'm going to be blamed for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Because but... she's the oldest out of nine of us in New yeah. Zealand so like it was kind of like if what you do we can do <laughs> <laughs> apparently yeah I mean you can't I mean like everyone gets influenced by something you can't, it's not something you can deny like mm. we all get influenced by whoever you want to get influenced by and sometimes without you even realizing you do get influenced but I don't think that it should be one person's responsibility to like shape a whole mm. another generation of children. Like, I went to uni and the two people that were straight behind me, like my brother and then Jonathan, didn't go to uni at all. So regardless of whether I went to uni or not, each individual has, like, their own, like, way and how they want to do mm. their life and stuff. So I think, but for them, I think they were probably influenced by their siblings. So I think that's how they think it would be like here. But... It's completely different society yeah. and people do whatever they want to do regardless of, like, whatever you try to bombard into their brains. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, did you find, like, a difference in, like, the grind culture of, like, being, like, Ethiopian, like, go to university, like, get good grades, but, like, were your friends, like, did they have the same pressure? Um, so I pretty much went to, well, growing up on the North Shore, you don't really get to mix with a lot of people from like your like your Ethiopian community mm-hmm. um but depends on who like my European friends I don't think they had a lot of pressure because I think 
they have privileges in life that like not necessarily every other ethnic minority has. Um, yeah, like but, generational yeah, wealth and stuff. Yeah, they have generational mm. wealth mm. and we have generational poverty, I guess. But that's like the so you're trying to uh, I don't know, I think it was really hard to navigate that because I think in my brain I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do, but I was always like had to have at the back of my mind that like that if I don't I have to be like somewhat of like a I have to break the mold because yeah. at the same time if I was just to be like lazy and be like oh I don't want to do anything I don't know like that who knows like somebody that might be watching you or like listening to you might make a difference for somebody else that studies the same thing like mm. say there's another little African girl that wants to do criminology I mm. might make a difference because I've already done it and maybe I might open up different opportunities for that individual but mm. True. It was hard, and my friends, some of my friends, their parents didn't even want them to go to uni. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, they wanted them go, to go straight into work. Wow. So so different. It's yeah. so different. To, yeah. And like, you're talking about, what were you saying? Oh, like, how in New Zealand people will already have things set up for them. Like, their yeah. parents have made, like, companies and, like, mm. have houses. So it's like... Yeah, because they've been here for, like, at least five generations. Yeah. So, like, for most people. But we got to start from, like... The bottom. It's, like, yeah. we have, to, like, this constant feeling that you have to, like, break the cycle of poverty. But, like, you're just a kid, you know what mm. I mean? Like, yeah. And poverty, unfortunately, is, like, it's generational. Like, yeah. if you... I mean, it's assumed that one day you're going to be parents. Mm. doesn't mean necessarily mean you have to be parents, but that's the assumption. And, um... And if you are not set up to be able to afford, I don't know, what, however much you need to raise a child and you're living in, like, like the lower standard, you're passing that on to your kids and stuff like that. So I understand the concept of it, mm. but I think it's a lot of pressure when you are first generation, like you guys too, you know. Um, it's something that's, like, constantly being told to you. Mm. So I think... It's really hard, especially when you're going to school and then you're getting told, like, be whatever you want to be. Yeah, because that's so bullshit. You can't just do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> you can do whatever you want when you have privilege. Yeah, like, no, Emily, yeah. I can't just go and, like, fucking start a random company. Yeah, like, what? You, can't, you don't have mummy and daddy's money to fall back on. Yeah. Um, or, like, your parents have moved from a completely different country to give you these opportunities. Yeah. And then if you don't take the that opportunity, yeah, yeah. then they could have stayed home. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's and so true. Yeah. They like, also experience racism. Yeah. So, like, you have to think about the show that they have to put up with. Yeah. And, like, their own workforce or like, mm. whatever. And a lot of the time, immigrant parents actually have, like, they're educated people at the, yeah. in their own country. And, they're, yeah. and then yeah. they're coming here and they might be, like, cleaning somebody's toilet yeah. and the degrees don't like translate, translate like, yeah I'm pretty like so much of our like uncles and aunties have they degrees do. in Ethiopia but then they don't mean anything here yeah, What's yeah. That? it's just like the education system and stuff like that so they left that behind to give you a better life and then I think that's what they see if you don't take the opportunity yeah. they see it like as a waste yeah mm. like they could have done so much more with their life mm. Mm. but if, that's also not your responsibility to but I think it's just like it's a never-ending loop. Yeah, you live in a capitalist world, so it's very hard to do what you want to do. But I think, I mean, from my generation to your generation, it's like in that short amount of gap. They're like, 
It's way different. It's now, so different. Sure. You can be an influencer. Yeah. You can be a YouTuber. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what this. the fuck do influencers do? Like, <laughs> they influence. <laughs> like, how do they even get, like, what? I mean, I'm sure their jobs are hard. I don't yeah, know if I like would want to be taking, there. like, 500 photos trying to find the perfect one. Yeah. But, like, there is a lot more opportunities to do what you want to do, like, mm. which is pretty cool because if you were into, like, being, like, a photographer or like you want to be a musician mm. you have that opportunity because like everything's on social media yeah so you so can true. actually like post something Literally. and all it takes is one video to go viral and you could have like thousands of followers over one yeah. night so it's cool to see that like you don't have to rely on like these labels and like yeah all that sort of stuff to be able to follow your so-called yeah. dreams but it's very hard to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life at 18 I yeah. find that... Honestly, crazy. it's younger because, like, the subjects you take in high school determine what you can take in that's, uni. Okay, and, like, that's what? so bullshit. I really? I'm getting told that. I mean, it is important yeah. because there are, like, table A and table B. I mean, I haven't, I haven't gone to school since 2013. But oh, my it, God. 2013. <laughs> that's my grandma in high school. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Table A and Table B. What's that? So, or something like that. That's how they do NCEA. So, uh, what? Yeah. That's so, how it used yeah. To. yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> it does matter. But, like, yeah. as long as you have university entrance and you meet, like, whatever points you get yeah. any credits or whatever it is that they do now. Yeah. You can pretty much Even do. in New Zealand, it's quite easy. Not easy yeah. to get into uni. But, like, no. it's, like, so flexible. Like, once you turn 21, you can go, like, you can be anything. You can just do anything. Care about anything? They like. I mean, it's expensive as fuck, but like. Yeah. It's a lot still. cheaper than other countries. Though. Yeah. yeah. A lot easier. High key, you going to university and like doing all of that like made it easier as fuck for us. Yeah. Like, have to be like the first. The one. grind. Like, someone did it at least. Like yeah. <laughs> someone in our family had to take <laughs> take his one for the team. <laughs> like we all so wanted to. Yeah. I feel like everyone in our family low key wants to do more artistic stuff now. Yeah. that's so cool yeah to find your passion my passion is like mental health i really Mm. enjoy it okay so start with like studying what you studied and what you love about it and your job and And what you hate as well so i studied so when i first went to uni i was doing because i thought i was a little smarty pants and i was (laughs) a double major with criminology and law and then I did three and a half years of law school and I freaking hated it. Mm-hmm. But I was like so scared to tell my family that I didn't like it. Yeah. And, um, but once I explained it, I didn't like it. I really enjoyed taking criminology and sociology. And then I had my minor in psychology. And I really loved criminology because I got to study like why people commit crime and like understanding like institutional racism and then sociology is just studying people and then psychology I'm pretty sure everybody knows what psychology is and then I really enjoyed it and then what did I do I left oh I graduated then I went back to uni and then I did my postgrad in criminology and I got to focus more on mental health mm-hmm. and then I worked at Vodafone because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my degree (laughs) and then I left Vodafone and then what did I do and then I found a job working in mental health and it was awesome and I loved it and then now I'm back at uni doing nursing which is so cool but so different yeah but I want to do either I want to do mental health nursing or forensic nursing what's forensic 
forensic nursing is working with like um, people that experience like domestic violence or like mm. rape, things like that, and you work closely with them with those type of patients. And then mental health nursing is just working at like a psychiatric, psych, psychiatric unit, something like that. Mm. Is there a lot of um, job opportunities like in New Zealand for that? Um, I don't know. Probably there is. I mean, the mental health system is like overworked. Mm. It's not enough money. So there's like a lot of opportunity for people to find jobs in mental health. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do want to work in New Zealand, but I also want to work overseas. Yeah. But yeah. That's what, that's what I studied. Canada, maybe Yeah, I really want to go to Canada. <gasps> that's so exciting. Maybe might meet the love of my life in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Canada's like a place you'd meet the love of your life, don't you think? Yeah, like 25 Like a little yeah, nice person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 25%? 25% of the that's whole That's a whole lot like of people. Vegan, you know what? I'd want to go to Canada like to see like Toronto and stuff and then like... Wait, is that in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, to see all the rappers, to see all the rappers and all those, like, really cool Instagram models and, like, all, like, the publishers, like, so many publishers live in Toronto. So that would be, like, the fun, like, ah! What else should we talk about? Um, Tell us about drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Getting straight into it. Oh, my God. Straight into it. Your experiences with drugs. What drugs have you done? Advice. Yeah. We haven't done psychedelics. no, I haven't done that. I mean, like, okay, I I don't do drugs anymore, just in case my family's listening. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I have. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you have to... I wouldn't recommend that you go out and you do drugs and things like that because <laughs> it's probably not, like, the best thing to do for your body. But... <laughs> It's true. It's not. I mean, like, I've worked with people that have been addicted to drugs, and it's not a pretty sight. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I have done it. I mean, like, I've done – I've smoked weed, which I'm pretty sure, like, most of New Zealand has smoked weed. Um, but I did that with my friends every now and again. But I don't like the feeling that it gives me. It makes me really, really? tired. Yeah. And I don't Paranoid? enjoy it. I don't get paranoid. I just get really, really tired. True. Wow. And I'm just like, nah. Um, Wait, before you carry on, sorry. Has working with drug addicts, um, like, influenced your opinion of drugs or, like, on doing them yourself? Mm. Um, yes, it has. It's even influenced, like, the way that I drink and things like that. Um, working with people that, like, are literally addicted to it and have, like, somehow their lives have been, like, ruined by it, Mm. it really changes your perspective on a lot of things. I mean you realize that like one wrong like drug you take or one wrong drink you might drink you could do something that could ruin the rest of your life um but yeah it changes your perspective on a lot of things honestly I didn't even like for a really long time working there and then coming home and like maybe having like a drink with my flatmates or something like that I used to feel so guilty because I'm yeah. like I'm at work and I'm constantly telling these people like don't drink don't do this don't yeah. do that and then I'm going home but it's also finding the balance I mean there's nothing yeah. wrong with yeah. it but it does change your perspective on like on drugs and also like it's like you can't trust people these days you don't know what you're being given yeah so it's yeah. Like really important that because you hear like awful stories about people taking 
something when they think it's something else. Have you had an experience where you took something that you thought was different? Yes, I have. Oh. And that was an awful experience. Well, it was like a couple years, well, two, two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Um, I took party pills, which... I was in, like, a really bad headspace. Like, a lot of things had happened. I wasn't really talking to my family and stuff like that. So I was being a lot more, like, um, like, like I wasn't thinking about the consequences of my actions. I thought I was, like, invincible pretty much. And I believed one of my friends that it was party pills, but it ended up being something completely different. And, Do you know what it was? Um, no... What but do you I think it was? Wasn't. Well, I thought it was indie, but it wasn't. Um, and I felt like crap. Like I had the worst come down of my life. I was sick. I did not feel like myself. And my heart rate was like a hundred and something beats. Like, is that really fast or slow? It was really fast. Like your normal heart rate is between like 80, uh, what is it, 60 beats per minute to a hundred something else around there so like a hundred or plus a hundred beats is pretty fast for your heart mm. so i was like it was bad yeah. and i couldn't sleep i couldn't eat like it was not a fun time so did I you go to the hospital or the doctors or anything no i didn't go to the hospital or the doctors because i was a silly child and so it'd be kind of scary like i feel like you just get in trouble i barely can at that point i was like scared to make a doctor's appointment on my fair enough so um yeah it was a really bad experience but i'm lucky i had good friends that took care of me and stuff like that but yeah, I've definitely had. That's probably the one experience. I've also had experiences where people have put something into my drink oh. and not realised it and then just like blacked out. Wow. So, so you have to be really careful with like what you take mm. and who you take it with. Yeah. yeah. So it's really important that like if you do have a bad experience that you're open and honest with whoever it is that you're speaking to about it. Yeah. And then... Also, like, making sure you're getting it from people that you trust. Like, don't get it from some freaking job on the road that just gives it to you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just being aware of, like, things that can happen. And also making sure that you're, like, in a safe space and there are people around you that care about you. And Because there are – honestly, I've had – when I think about it, being your age, there have been situations where, like – I honestly just did not think about, like, my personal safety and what things could have happened. Yeah. And nothing happened to me. So I had, like, this really, like, superficial view of how I thought the world was because I was like, oh, there were so many opportunities for something to happen, but nothing happened, so I'll be fine mm. and blah, 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 blah. But, like, then I started to experience, like, the, sh- the bad effects of it when I was, like, 23, 24, where, like, that's actually not how the real world is. But, like, how do you, like, balance out, like, not trusting people yeah. and, like, wait, not trusting people and what's the opposite? Like, how do you know who to trust? Like, yeah, like, how are you supposed to, like, balance out being, like, cautious and being just, like, chill? I don't know. I think it comes over time. I think you, mm-hmm. like, learn it as you experience more things in life. The way I do it is, like, I see how other people treat their friends. You're like, true. if I'm around a new group of people, I still watch how they interact with their friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So if I don't really, like, like the way that they're interacting mm-hmm. with their friends, I don't really want them in my life. And 
as you grow older, your circle of your, your friend group becomes smaller. Yeah, I've so you're yeah. not gonna be friends with like the 500 other people that you were friends with when you were in high school. I had a massive group of friends in high school, and not to say that I don't keep in contact with them now, but I don't see them every single day, and I don't have like close interactions with them. I have like probably five, six friends that I can count that I see like quite regularly. I, if I have a problem with someone, it's just my personality. I tend to go to the person and speak to them. <laughs> I, I think that's where our tourist movie yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> I was just saying. Like, it's just how I prefer it. Yeah. I, like, will go to someone. But, like, obviously I talk to my best, like, yeah. my best friend. And she's been my best friend for so long. And she gives me good advice. And I will go to her and I will ask her, like, um, is this a reason to actually be upset or am I just mm. being like a weirdo yeah. or am I just like projecting? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or am I just like insecure at this moment? Yeah. yeah. But also what you said with um, talking to the person about the issue, I feel like I always just expect that back. But like it's so hard because you can you can't really expect that from people that aren't like, the, you mm. know what I mean? Mm. It bugs me though. Yeah. Like I just like... If you have an issue, I feel like I just much rather someone just come up straight up and be like, yo, like, what's up? Yeah. Like, even yeah. if you think it's competition, I just don't care. Like, yeah. you're really good at that. Like, I always appreciate when you tell me something and I'm like, everyone, my bad. I, 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 it's, it. yeah, I know, but like, it gets kind of scary because, like, it feels like you're always trying to think, but then the other person's like, oh my god, I was going to talk to you about that. Like, yeah. they're always like being like, oh my god, and, like, no one's ever like, oh, why would you say this? It's always like, I was going to bring that up. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure everything was okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it also has to do with anxiety. Like, I experience yeah. really bad anxiety. And it's like a roller coaster every single time when I'm actually having, like, a, a talk with someone. It's I always do it in a way – I don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. And I try and do it in a way that's not confrontational. Yeah, yeah. Um, but – and it also takes a lot to make me angry. I don't get angry very easily. Damn. Um, I wish I had that. <laughs> so, unless it's, it's like, unless you're actually, like, a rude person, mm. I will not get, it. like, little, like, bitchy stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. doesn't tend to annoy me. I let it slide quite a lot. And I think, but if I have a problem, I will go and speak to that person and be like, hey, you know, when you did this. I felt like this, and I always try to say I felt like this, so it's not, like, me projecting or making that person think that what they did was wrong. It oh, was just, right. like, whatever you were trying to do actually kind of hurt my feelings, and that might have not been your intention, but how I received it is like this. Mm. So I think when you word it, it's, yeah. like, not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. So, so instead of saying, um, you made me feel like this, you'd say, I felt like this. Yeah. So when that they, happened, the yeah. blame is less on them. Yeah. yeah. It also comes with the fear of rejection. Yeah. Um, I have a fear of rejection. Yeah. But, I feel um, like Loki, everyone does, yeah. right? Oh, no. Like, my best friend, like, I don't know why, but she, that's something I love about her. Zero fear. She's really? like, what worse? She was just like, who cares if they tell me I don't, they don't like me? And I'm just like, man, I wish I had that. I want that mentality, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I want to have that mentality. It's like some right? boss bitch energy, like, Literally. whoa. Um, with your anxiety and, de- like, depression and stuff, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, are you diagnosed? Yes. Like, with? I have a list of things. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I've always had really bad social anxiety since I was a little kid. Mm. Like, anywhere I'd go, I'd be like, with my family and like not wanting to like hang out with little kids that that were my age obviously Mm. and then um 
So I've, I've always knew I had some level of anxiety. And then I got diagnosed with depression and PTSD. Yeah. Right, yeah. So just everyday life experiences, I think, add up. But I think it's really important to actually, if you do have the opportunity to, and you have problems or you're experiencing problems, that you do talk about them and that you do, like, go get help because there's yeah. no point in sitting there and letting them bottle up. Because it just it literally feels like you can. It's like a dark hole that you can you can't get out of. But like nine times out of ten, the person sitting right next to you has probably gone through something similar yeah. or might actually have something similar to you. Yeah, mm. for sure. Like you actually like never know what people are going through. Like it's mm. crazy. You don't. But then once one person like once you speak up, then it's like a domino effect. Like once you speak up, like everyone else in your friend group will be able to speak up. I've noticed that. It's like yeah, like me and vibes. my friends were so open. Like, about our mental health and stuff like that. And we just, like, just started talking about it. Just, like, like it was normal conversation. Mm. And I think once you do that, like, you said, Mm. it is a domino effect. And also, like, speaking about it in front of your guy friends. Because I think guys are made to feel like they can't have feelings. Whereas, like, we have, like, a really high male suicide rate in New Zealand. Yeah. So... It's not just, like, keeping it within, like, your close group of, like, your girlfriends. But if you have, like, close guy friends, like, just talking mm. to them about it and stuff. Because that's what we do. Yeah. And all of our guy friends are, like, my some of my best friends that are guys. Like, I can tell them anything and everything. Mm. And it's the same back. And it's just, like, allowing them to also have the mm. Yeah. I think that's space. so nice. Yeah. Like, being vulnerable is, like, contagious. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and that's really scary, though. Like, starting so the conversation. Yeah. But, like... Hopefully you're around the right people and then it'll all work out. Yeah. The only issue was like it's so hard to find like a good group of like guy friends. Like it's yeah, so hit or miss. Or they're like either like problematic in love with you or you're in love with them. Or it's just like not <laughs> open. Has this view and because it's like you so strongly disagree. I so strongly disagree. I wish I had your experience, bro. Like I just yeah. like I've never mm. had like my best best friends are guys also like mm. I had, had like really good guy friends then I yeah. actually had more good like close girlfriends it wasn't until I was like kind of forced to be in like an all-girl <laughs> school mm. where I was like oh god I have to make friends with girls now yeah. she's not and like other girls I hate when people are like I just can't get along with guys <laughs> I mean girls they're just so I'm dramatic not, not at all but I think I don't know why. I always just gravitated to hanging out with guys. I think when I was younger, I really liked sports. Mm-hmm. And then it just happened to be that, like, the yeah, the masculine. I was about to say that. Yeah. So <laughs> then I ended up being best friends with a guy in mm. primary school. And he was, like, yeah. my best friend throughout primary school. And then, yeah. But I don't think, like, every, I, don't, I don't know why, but so many people have this perspective that, like, mm. if you have a guy friend, like, you like him or he likes you mm. or there's, like, some form of attraction or something like that, which... I don't know, I but... Know. It's good to know. Yeah. Like, like it's, like, it's... I don't think it's with every single guy, but it's, like, there's always this, like, deep, like, oh, my God, wait, could I go there? Like, <laughs> could I... Not every guy, like, if you're one of my guy friends, this is not apply to you. This is not... The thing is, I don't have any, like, super, super, super close guy friends at the moment. Like, yeah. not any like that. But it's always gone, like, from we've been, like, really close. And then it's gone, yeah, you know. And then it's just, it always yeah. ends up being ruined. But, like, you know. Rachel's like that, our auntie. She's, she finds it so weird that, like, I'm friends with guys. Mm. And that, like, nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, 
I see them like my brothers. Like I don't, I could never look at them and picture it. And be like, oh, I always I say that, like but then them? I'm like, I so could. <laughs> I'm really scared Man. they're gonna see this. <laughs> this could genuinely be right. I just haven't had that experience. No, you're just, no, no, you're just blessed. Good, yeah. yeah. Good guy. But do you want to talk about your old girls' school experience? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <What was that? laughs> like, I liked it. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, like, year nine, I hated it. Yeah, There yeah. were some annoying people in my class. There was, like, this ugh, annoying little girl in my class. <laughs> I hated her. Why? You still remember her, like, ten no, years I later? No one liked her. More than ten years. Because she was, like, so up herself, and she tried to be, like, I don't know, like, she was into, I don't want to say what she was into, just in case, In case like, she's she was, watching? Um, she she wouldn't listen to this shit? I know, but, like, I don't want to, Oh, like, yeah, okay, fair enough. You know, yeah. We're like, don't talk shit, but. <laughs> but she was just like, she was pretty much a bully in school. Like, she had an <laughs> older sister in the school, and she'd like, kind of like, use that against you. And being like, a little year nine, you'd be scared of like a year 13. Yeah. So she'd like, get her sister to come in and yell at people and stuff. Yeah. And she spread a rumor about me one time, oh. and I was like, sick in year nine. Like, not mm. sick in the head or anything. <laughs> but I was genuinely just like, I was sick. Like, I had, I don't even know what it was, but I didn't go to school for, like, a term or something Oh, like, like a chronic, like, yeah, like, yeah. that kind of thing. And um, she spread a rumor about me that I, like, tried to kill my parents. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm trying so much. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was been traumatizing. I didn't even say, like, I, should, I hooked up with someone like that. <laughs> oh, something no, nice and nice and light. No. <laughs> <laughs> What yeah, the heck? Like, oh my god, no wonder you don't like her. Yeah, I didn't like her at all in school. So you go back to school and everyone was like, did you kill her? Everyone was like, <laughs> oh, well, we heard this and this. And I was just like, what? Like, I was just sick. I was, I was like, I don't try to kill my parents. Like, no. And then, but once I met, like, my core group of friends, I loved it. I liked, like... Not having guys at my school, like yeah, teenage fair boys, enough. are like my absolute fear. Like when there's a group, <laughs> literally. Of them, they scare me. Also, the energy is just so bad. Like all the okay, vibes, no, like, no, not okay. men. No. like actually all men. Oh, yeah, <laughs> literally just you. <laughs> so, but I love. No, there's some nice ones. Yeah, there are some nice ones. It's like Pickens, but there's some nice ones. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. I think it gave us a lot more opportunity just to be, like, free and, like, do whatever you wanted without having, like, that stereotypical, like, yeah. bitchiness about um, yeah. guys and stuff like that. But it was cool. I liked the gender it. Roles. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, no gender roles. I mean, it was it was fun. I had, like, the same experiences as everybody else. Like, I had mean teachers, teachers I didn't like. Yeah. I went through like a rebellious stage whatever all that sort of normal high school mm. stuff i feel like for me having guys at my school is like or just guys my age i feel like a lot of them don't have like the educational like understanding of like a lot of like my experiences yeah. so i can't feel safe because i'm like are you gonna make a racist joke right now like Literally. are you gonna make like are you gonna say something dodgy like issue, i can't eh? feel safe so i can't like, really yeah. but like yeah so if as long as they have like the understanding or, like, a level of, like, relatability, mm. 
maybe if they're like a person of color as well, then like it it's easier. easier. But that's not. But just even like, then, yeah. like some guys, it's just, they I'm you. just like scared. I'm just scared. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't blame you, and it's exhausting having to explain, explain. to people Ex- yeah, why you shouldn't be racist and yeah. why you should be just a genuinely nice <laughs> like person. be nice. Like, I genuinely yeah. had to like try and explain privilege to some people, and like they could understand it. Like why yeah. them being a guy gave them privilege, and I was like, oh. <laughs> sometimes it's really hard to understand your privileges because when you think privilege you think like people seem to think that like oh it's what i have mm. but you have to you have to put it aside as in like what someone else doesn't have like yeah. what they experience in True. life so i think for like a lot of young people who do have privileges in life they don't actually understand it because they're like oh they seem to think like oh well you have it we go to the same school what do you mean mm. but it's mm. like we might be going to the same school but like you're saying racist jokes to me. That's yeah. like privilege doesn't mean your life isn't hard. It just means that there's shit that other people have to deal with yeah. that you don't have to deal with. Yeah. And if you had to deal with that on top of your already shit, it would be more like, Exactly. That's what and I think it's very hard for people to grasp onto it. Mm. And I think a lot of the time too, like this whole um not all not all men and like, oh feminism is bad and like it's just it's added to, like, that stereotypical thing, whereas, like, if a girl stands up for herself or if a ethnic girl or whatever it is stands up for herself, she's seen as, like, she hates all men. Yeah. Where it's nothing to do with hating all men. It's nothing to do with that. It's just understanding that, like, you do need to create, like, safe spaces for people. Yeah. And it's a people-to-people <laughs> issue. I think a lot of the time people see it as if, like, it's you against them. Mm. And it's not like that, yeah. you have to go about around it without, yeah. like, othering people. Mm. And But it's with time, I think, hopefully. And also boys tend to mature a lot less. Like, they don't mature as fast as girls. And I think that's, like, a societal, like, expectation that's placed mm. upon girls. You're expected to be a lot more mature a lot faster than guys. But, yeah, it takes time and doesn't hopefully they grow up. So I was, like, where I think a lot of, like, being an ally and, like, in general, like, for white people being an ally to people of colour or for men being allies to women is, like, not taking things personally. Or even, like, being a light skin, not taking things personally. Like, if a person, if a woman makes a, like, men. I hate all men, like, mm-hmm. thing, being an ally as a man means not taking that personally, knowing that you're a good dude, like, you haven't done anything, like, like, bad and you're trying your best so that doesn't apply to you like taking everything personally and like centering yourself mm. is like such a big thing like people will be like so hung up about like people like hating men more than like the things that actual the men actual do. issue the actual issue that is like oppressing yeah. people and usually know? it's like if you're getting offended you probably should like work on yourself yeah. like because it's, it's not about you yeah if it's not about you yeah you know? if it's like if you're getting that offended about like uh, I hate all men. Then maybe you're the me- one of those men mm. that that person hates. Like maybe you are your own feelings and thinking that your own feelings about this is more more important. important but it's really not. Like you're not seeing the real issue here. Yeah. And also when you said um, with the I hate all men thing, it's like 
all in my not not all the time but for the most part it's like all i hate all men until they're proven like yeah. that they're actually a good you person have to, you don't yeah have exactly like how <laughs> am i supposed to trust every Show single me. man and then be like okay this pick and choose you suck you suck you suck you suck like that's that's a lot of work like you all suck and then i'll pick who's good <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just kidding and, like, not, like, i'm just, just kidding like, deal with it, but that's just what it's, we, yeah, that's it's, it's all, yeah like it's on it's their fault people's experiences but i heard a really good analogy i watched a video on it and it was this guy that was explaining it to when all that like hashtag not all men thing happened and he was saying like if you were in the ocean and there was like sharks there was like a shark and then there was like fish and stuff you can't actually see because you're like deep like you're just swimming living Mm. your life like you don't know what what one's going to attack you, what one's not going to attack you. And that's the same sort of thing in, like, obviously it's not exactly the same. Thing no, it kind of is, though. But Some men be, like, seriously would probably get triggered by that. I'm not a fish, like, I'm not a shark. In my eyes, you are. <laughs> and if you're out in town or if you're out in the public and it's dark and there's, like, a group of guys walking towards you, you don't know which one's good and which one's bad. Yeah. You don't know if they're all good. How are you supposed to know? It's just that analogy, but I think sometimes... It is true. Like, if you're getting offended by something, then you probably need to, like, dig deep down and figure it out because, like... I literally in front of my guy friends will be like, oh man, I hate men. And they're just like, oh, say. Like, they don't even think about it. Because they know that it's like a lot of them. It's valid, yeah. 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 It's just like, if you are a guy that's like, that's a good guy, you need to start calling out your friends. It shouldn't be your girlfriend's Mm. like responsibility to like go and tell you what your friends are doing. You should be able to see it and actually call it out. Because Mm. I definitely like now when I think about being younger, there were definitely like guys that I was friends with that were like not okay. And they did do things and Mm. they made girls feel uncomfortable. And like when I, like when I see it now, I'm just like, oh my god, that was an opportunity for my my guy friends to step just, in and actually yeah. say something. That's their place. That's yeah. their job. Mm. I just had that like that whole like, thing that I just mm. went on. Like there was a group of guys, and they just kept on making like racist jokes, like rape jokes, Islamophobic jokes, like homophobic jokes. There was a transphobic joke. Like I was like there, just triggered the entire time, and like me being there, hearing it all is, like, way more work than any of them have to do. Like, mm. and so all of their friends will be around them and they'll say nothing. And then afterwards, maybe one of them will be like, oh, sorry about that. And it's like, what the I, I, Katie, can we actually talk about that? Because what is the, what is the point of telling me, <laughs> this nigga said the N-word? What is the point of telling me? Like, what is the point? Oh, oh my God, fucking hell. The amount of times people being like, oh, so-and-so said the N-word. And I'm like, yeah, like why what, am me? I supposed to go t- t- yeah. tell them off? Yeah. Is it my job? I know, but, like, why are you scared? You guys are on the same, like, feel. Like, Like, what? privilege means that they can call out their friend, like, safely. But, like, we can't, we can't. It's like they want to see you, like, be in a dangerous situation, though. Like, it's so weird. Or, like, whenever I've gone, like, you know who you are. If you're listening, like, (laughs) I'm never going to be, like, not angry with this. (laughs) No, um... Like, we were having this issue, and I was, like, telling them, oh, no, you guys should speak to them, because it was, like, why am I going to go tell someone, like, you know, why you saying Like, it's not my place, like, you know, like, it's not my place. You have to deal with this all the time. Yeah, how much, and then I told them that. Then that person got (laughs) mad at me for telling them, they're, like, why are they mad at me? Like, why are they not mad at me for not telling them, like, off? I was, like, you wonder, like, are you being for real? 
Like, it's are you being for real? It's not a black person's responsibility yeah. Literally. to teach you about racism. racism. I know. It can be very exhausting because as a black individual, you haven't created that, like, you didn't create racism. It was created, unfortunately, I have white friends, but it was created <laughs> by white people. They went and they stole that. <laughs> and they, yeah, I have white friends. You live on the show, of course you got white friends. Like, we got <laughs> I don't want to be like that black girl where it's like, oh, all white people are bad because that's not that's not the truth. Not all white people that's are bad. That's also kind of relates to the old men thing. Yeah, like. but it's like you can't live your life and assume that like every single white person is responsible for like every racism, True. racist yeah. comment that you experience in life. Yeah, but it's also like not your responsibility to have to teach people what is. Mm. racism and mm. what is not if you're not educated about what racism is go and study it go and look it up it's online. so easy one click and you're on it. like you're done bro like you're done because that shit is exhausting for like, us to have to explain from the basics like this thing that they should know already you guys created it mm. you research it mm. and you fix your own problems it's not my response i'm done <laughs> white people listening if you want to be a good ally it's not telling black people about racist shit your friends say. <laughs> or until, don't tell me about your racist grandpa. Like, the fuck they got to do with me? And <laughs> calling your friends and your family out. Like, yeah. just literally just like, you can shift. You can shift the power. Like, exactly. You can shift the conversation. If like, you if just you, say, that's mm. fucked up. Don't say that. Like, that's your job. That's that's what you need to do because we can't be out here doing that Am I supposed time. to go call Whatever. your grandpa and be like, hey, why'd you say the N-word? Like, what? <laughs> no, what? Stephanie, I don't know your grandpa's name. Like, what? I <laughs> try. I think some people don't know how to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very awkward conversation to have with someone. Yes. I think for, like, for me, I don't know about you guys, mm. but because I've been doing it my whole life, mm. I don't find it confrontational. I don't yeah. find it, like, as it's something difficult. If someone says, like, I'm very open and honest with my friends. I don't like racist jokes. If you say racist jokes around me and you're in my house, get out. Like, I don't <laughs> Literally. Know. I wish I was like that. So, <laughs> it's, like, something that all my friends know about me. And I also chose friends that aren't racist. And people, mm. when people say racist things, like, the weirdest thing to me is one of my friends, like, one of his friends, says racist jokes all the time, right? And he goes around and tells people, oh my God, Yab doesn't like me, Yab doesn't like me. And I'm just like, Ugh. I don't like you because you are racist. And yeah. I come into his face. But it, it's like, I think for like an ally or a European person, I think they find that conversation very awkward. Mm. I think they, they're scared that they like, oh, if I say this, is it going to mm. offend them? But I think it's their responsibility yeah. to do the research, to look it up online. There are books. There are yeah. But isn't it more awkward that they're letting their friends say the N-word? Like, it's more awkward that you're letting someone just call you N-word with a hard E-R. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like what? Even, like, aware. Like, sometimes I don't think people are actually yeah. Yeah. of like the shit that they say and how it can affect people like the second just also like just do research that's like the mm. easiest way to do it because like my experience from one black girl to another black girl yeah. you, it's completely different yeah exactly like just because we're black doesn't mean also people that say i have black friends their black friends are whack <laughs> their black friends are whack <laughs> Yeah, let's check oh, out your black friend because they, I don't know if they're black inside, like, <laughs> now they're black inside. No, but, like, they, again, it shouldn't be that black friend's responsibility. Why people should know? No, but, like, they're, they're like, oh, I have a 
black friend and they, that black friend definitely lets them say it around them. But like, they have to be like, you can't say that around me because it's also scary. Game as a black individual should not be like being a token friend to you. Or yeah, like, you oh, no, shouldn't. I'm, let, not, I'm yeah. not, but like I also empathize. Like I don't, what the fuck, no. But, not like, you. I no, not you, like, like the hypothetical like, black person who's like surrounded by race, like people yeah. like that. But it's usually it's, like, it's like... That also shouldn't really be the responsibility to teach no, them. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Like, but know? I mean, it's like the black friend is usually like a Repub- like, rep- like, rep- like rep- a more Republican or like pick me or like, like, like white, like white people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, then, yeah, they're not, they're not your lord and savior. <laughs> they are not your lord. Yeah, does someone want to explain why, because um, this is actually a thing people don't understand, why racist jokes are not just jokes? Like, oh my what? God. I, I don't even, yeah, yeah you, you do it. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Racist jokes are not funny because they're usually deep-rooted in stereotypes that are not true. They hurt people's feelings. I don't know why people don't understand that. Like, if yeah. a joke is going to hurt my feelings, it's not a joke. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not funny. Also, like, people just... And also, people are aware of the jokes that they're saying. Mm. Like, if you're like, oh, no offense. I'm just like, you, you offended me before you even said your joke because you had to say no offense. So, mm. racist jokes are just... Racist, homophobic, sexist rape jokes like all that they're not funny if they're like actually genuinely gonna hurt people you're making fun of like a minority within Mm. a group you're choosing stereotypes they're not gonna be funny at all like also like make dad jokes i would prefer Mm, you telling me dad jokes for Mm. two hours than you telling me racist jokes like yeah keep in mind the joke thing it's like it only really applies when it's when you're affecting a marginalized group like yeah. like someone saying a racist joke does not align with someone making a joke about white people like they're not the same like level of like you know what i mean because of the system that we live in there's already mm. structures in place that oppress people yeah. so if you're in a person in a place of power within the system you have the privilege then you making that joke is like further oppressing yeah. a person who's already facing systematic like yeah. discrimination and like yeah and they're all just based on really weird stereotypes they're not yeah. real they're like i've heard so many jokes of like mm. these type of jokes and i'm just like they're not funny like, literally no one from that group will find it funny no yeah. no one finds like, it funny literally no one. and if you get offended when people make like stereotypical white jokes <laughs> why would you want to do that to like and pretty much no one actually makes like i don't go around making jokes about white people like that's not something i do i don't enjoy it <laughs> i, I do i hate y'all I would like explain the basics I feel like we should keep going with that so like the reason why making uh like obviously people we probably shouldn't hurt people's feelings yeah like the reason why making a black joke and a like a A white white people joke joke is different does someone want to explain that well black people have a lot like you said it's systematic Mm. There is a lot of like history to it, yeah. Like, the historical like yeah, um his- significance, yeah. And it's not like like Maraki was saying. You already experience like everyday problems, yeah. Um, there's always you have like a base level of problems that every single human experiences, and then on top of that, you have you might you have your own personal problems. You might be dealing with like family issues. And then on top of that, you have, like, systemic issues, like how you get treated in society, how you get treated by, like, police, all that sort of stuff in school. And then on top of that, 
you get racist jokes by your friends. So mm. that's like five, six problems that you're dealing with in your everyday life. Yeah. Whereas like a white yeah. individual might just have problems like they have might have family. everyday problems, yeah. family problems, but they don't experience systemic problems. Mm. They don't experience like problems like that are stereotypical mm. or like no one's judging them. They don't walk like in reality for me, mm. when I walk into a place I actually look around and see how many black people are there. Literally yeah. I get like, so panicked there. Yeah. And then if I see that there's just all white people, I instantly feel like, like I'm scared. It's like shivers yeah. down my back. No one no white person walks into a room and checks how many white people are there because nine times out of ten is probably fifty of you. Yeah. But when I walk into a room, I'm, like, looking around to see how many black people or how many ethnic minorities are there just yeah. to make sure to be, like, oh, if something goes, like, something happens. They'll I defend have, me. Yeah, like, I have people yeah. here that, like, know Because the thing is, is you me. never know, like, whether a white person is going to defend you, be silent, or be against you. Like, mm. and I reckon being silent is being against you, I think you silence know? is worse. It speaks yeah. loud. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you're silent, you are the issue. Like, you are honestly the issue. Yeah. I, think. I think when someone is silent about something, I find it a lot more offensive because usually nine times out of ten you're coming to me and acting like we're good friends and that yeah. you stand up for this stuff <laughs> but then I view you and you're silent I'm yeah. just like yeah it's like bro I had this one dude and he was talking about how I was trying to explain privilege and stuff what I'm never doing that shit again but I was trying to yeah. like you know educate like yeah get him to understand and he I was like so black people have to deal with racism. And he was he's Italian. He was like, I have to deal with racism. Oh. And I was like, uh, can you elaborate? And he was like, one time in Food Tech, like, I was making a pizza and someone was like, bro, like, make that a, like a kiwi pizza. Like, we don't have none of that Italian shit here. <laughs> <laughs> he was serious. Like, that's racism to him. Like, that's oppression. <laughs> like, Italians, baby, oh my God. No, you're not oppressed <laughs> as an Italian white person. <laughs> So that joke isn't. <laughs> I can't even. Hey, I try to like. I, I didn't even know where to start though. Like, I, I they couldn't. just tan. They just tan in summer. You <laughs> tan in summer. You have genetics that make you tan in summer. You are not a prince. Oh my god. Hopefully, with like the generations that are to come. There are a lot more mm. self-aware. Honestly, mm. when rumors die. I think everything will be. But fixed. real talk, I have like a deep like like sadness i'm like there's no hope because like it's sad people, it's people fucking sad always, like gonna think like that like i with this dude that i was trying to like talk to like there was nothing i could say that could yeah. change his opinion like that was his opinion and that's mm. he's gonna live with that he's gonna like carry that on with his kids people who surround himself are mm. gonna have that opinion so i'm like they're just walking out here having all this privilege knowing nothing and like they're always gonna be there so it's like yeah. how is anything gonna change or anything gonna get better because like you know that's yeah. just and always... they're never really there to actually listen to you and like, yeah they don't absorb it. Hear. or they they, they listen to it but they don't absorb it's it it's just a fun debate they yeah. like this is like a debate this is, nigga this is not a debate this is, this is my life <laughs> like this is not fun for me I'm about to burst into tears and I'm like hot, like I'm trying to like stay straight with you and, like, <laughs> yeah you're like so biting my cheeks bro, I'm like the worst mm. thing the worst thing is after these conversations, I'm, like, triggered and upset and I don't really, like, I feel frustrated and, like, invalidated. But they just walk off and, like, go play football. Like, it's chill. Like, it's nothing to them. Like, oh. This seems very, like, <laughs> really? personal. Yeah, bro, I've been experiencing this lately. Um, yeah. <laughs> With how you were saying, I remember feeling exactly like you. And I've had those moments.
moments, even like last year and this year, where I've like gone into my room and just like cried because I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Like, mm, people but, think like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, but you kind of—it's like really cliche, but you have to kind of have hope that there is going to be a difference. Like, if we all walked around in life and we're like, oh, there's no more hope, the world is doomed, then there's no opportunity <laughs> to, like, change. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't just start for, it's not just your friends. You have to be aware of, like, who you're putting into power, politicians yeah. you're voting for. Like, if you're not able to change your group of friends, like, okay, change, like, don't be friends with those people anymore. Yeah. Like, it's really, like, it sounds really stupid and it probably you're like, oh, I want to change the world. But you kind of have to also, if you can't change the small group of people around you. Like, How are you going to change the world? <laughs> pick the people that like that are going to help you to yeah. actually like pick people that are like-minded like you. Yeah. Because the more people that you have around you that are supporting you, it's probably going to make it a lot easier on you. Also being self-aware of like the people that you're voting into power because you guys mm. are going to be like able to vote soon, yeah. especially you. Mm-hmm. And so like... When you have people in power that are not assholes, aka Donald Trump, mm. like then it can actually change a whole community's point of view, and hopefully people do change. And hopefully, there's all I think there's always going to be some base level of racism, yeah. from and especially in our lifetime, I cannot see a point in time when there is no racism. Yeah. But maybe if you choose to have kids or whatever, or whoever has kids, like as their generations grow up they don't experience the same things that you did. Mm-hmm. I think the issue is that some people think that there is no racism anymore. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, the biggest thing is whenever I try to talk about this with people, they'll be like, they'll compare it to, like, America or something. They'll be like, oh, like, yeah. New Zealand's not that bad. Like, New Zealand is New Zealand's awful. not that it's bad. Like, so someone bad. was bringing up the fucking, like, KKK, and I was like, don't, like, stop. And they were yeah. like, there's no KKK in New Zealand. And I was like... why does it have to get that like your perception of that bad to be like considered racist and like with like police um like having guns and stuff i was like against that and then they were like like it's not like america like people aren't that racist and stuff like that and i was like you're so privileged that you can think that like you haven't had any bad experiences you're in like the fucking shore like (laughs) how you also it's not your right to differentiate with a um, New Zealand racist or not, you're white. Like, yeah. how are you supposed to tell someone whether New Zealand they face discrimination? New or Zealand not? is a very racist country. Now. Literally, racist. the thing is that New Zealanders have this ego that they think that New Zealand is so like welcoming and like mm. we're so like we're unique. Like we're so urban and like <laughs> well, like we accept this all minorities. Us. Like, oh my god, I think New stop! Got up the second she started to see herself on TikTok, and everyone's like, oh my god, go New Zealand, blah blah. blah. New Zealand is hella racist. Yeah. New Zealand has a very dark past. Yeah. New Zealand is built on stolen land. Literally, you know, I can't that New Zealand's not racist when we live on stolen land and also like i know this is a very like for me i think black people themselves and like minorities need to like address the racism that goes within their own community fucking yes oh my god because that shit the anti-blackness within every ethnic minority group is that is not not okay It's, it's not okay like it's like the lighter your complexion is or the more Eurocentric mm. you look, the more mm. beautiful you are. Mm. I think it's yeah. absolutely disgusting. Like we are well, we're from East Africa, so our features tend to be a lot more like they're not European no, yeah, like, but they're, but they're closer s- to like um 
what the beauty standard is and like yeah. you have west african and all that sort of stuff where they have like the bigger lips which is what everyone wants now yes. and they have like the wider nose and things like that and the darker complexion and it's mm. just like black people themselves need to address the shit and the way that they say about darker complete yeah. black complexion girls also yeah. black men need to address their hatred for black women i don't yeah. understand that There's how are you some... gonna hate someone that looks like your mom like yeah. how are you gonna <laughs> or your sister your aunt like how are you gonna it. like what it's just they're so like i don't know they're very pick me they're like black men have been hypersexualized since the start Literally. so and then they i don't know what it is about them why they have this like this such a deep hatred for black mm. women but the way that they talk about black girls i don't like it no, and it's I also it. it's disgusting but i think for racism to get addressed in like a wider community and for it to actually go away minority communities need to address the little racism that goes in between them also from community to community like not <laughs> white doesn't mean you get to be racist to another minority you yeah. just like you're not you don't think you're racist like yeah. you can't you can't be a black individual and be racist that's not yeah. how it works just because you can say a rude comment about about a moldy or pacific islander mm. that in, in itself is racist so racist yeah so it's really important but i don't think people are ready to have that conversation mm. and that's why i think racism is just going to stay around yeah. for years to come if your own community hates you, how are you going to address the wider community that also yeah. hates you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. man, being a black girl is very hard. Because, like, how are you, like, it's so hard to speak to other, your own group and other groups because it's all built off of, like, colonization. So, like, where's the line? Like, I, like, how, like, we're ready to move on, you know what I mean? But it's so hard because, like, some people still have these, like, really old mindsets and, like, not everyone's ready to move on, but that, you could say that about white people, you know what I mean? Mm. So, like, it's really hard to be like, why are you colorist? But, like, they're colorist because white people. <laughs> yeah. So, like, no, I think you just need to look at, like, all people are beautiful. Mm. <laughs> Everyone's beautiful. Everyone, there shouldn't be beauty standards. Mm. You don't have to look one certain way to be pretty. Mm. I mean, everyone. So, like, people have a type. That's probably not something that you can deny. You're not going to be attracted to every single person you see on the street. But mm. making sure that you're not choosing your attraction based on ethnicity. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Mm. That's weird. Like that. That's weird. Like, it mm. should be a people-to-people attraction. Yeah. And I think it starts within your own community. So it mm. needs to start with black men and black women. Mm. And also black women not being interested in black men. So it's like I feel like that's not very often. It like, can be leading yeah. black men not being to black women. Like I feel like a lot of black women are more likely to like be like okay, like if a white man doesn't like me, then I'll date a black. Man. But that's like, like that's I, still bad. But I'm saying is like black men will be like I'm not dating a black woman like ever. Like they're like they're is like that in the Hubbard I'm not even talking about just the publishers, I'm just talking about in general, but like like online and stuff as well. Yeah. But it's just like you know. Mm. On that as well, like um growing up in New Zealand as a person of colour, like you like if you're white, you're you grow up and you know you're beautiful the whole way through. But if you're a person of colour, you feel ugly as fuck until like you have to learn that you're pretty, you mm. know? That's like a privilege that 
a lot of white people don't realize that they have. Like, they didn't have to learn that they're pretty. They always knew it, that well, they were pretty. the media is bombarding you with the people that look exactly like you, yeah. then you obviously think you're the standard pretty. Mm. So it's, it's very hard. But I think now it's changing. There's a lot more um, black women and representation that's happening. But even within the representation, it's like Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya. Like, I'm sick of seeing I love, Zendaya. I love Zendaya. I think she does amazing work. But like, <laughs> yeah. she's not a like she's not yeah. your average looking black girl. Yeah. Like there is a lot mm. more like and like in Euphoria, the two black people are like her and Quintessa, so they're both light skin. Like and who's um Amanda. Stern Seinberg, yeah, yeah, they um played who's oh, the hate you good, yeah. So, like, how are you gonna cast this light? <laughs> oh my god, because that's what they think being black is, they yeah. think being black is that, but being black, black that's is like palatable, yeah. I don't think that's them actually saying, like, oh, this is what I think black people is, I think this is what's gonna do well in the market, this is gonna like, this is like they look ambiguous enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about more of this on our another episode but like we just wanted to like have a little yeah do you guys want to talk about fun stories i feel like we're yeah, yeah we're, okay. we're going to take a really deep uh, <laughs> in our, like, um, club yeah. club stories club stories dating experiences or friend groups okay club stories well i, I barely go clubbing now but yeah. when i used to go clubbing it, clubbing used to be so different really yeah like it used to be like very different I mean like I used to also I don't even know how I went out as how I did because like, I used to go out like starting Wednesday to Saturday like I don't know how I don't know how I had the energy to do that 25 Wednesday yeah like Wednesday it would be like student night <laughs> so cheap drinks <laughs> and then Thursday was like you could go to Takapuna and there was um what's, there was a bar called Bin Bin <laughs> Bin bin. Bin bin. Yeah. And Who's that bin bin? It's actually it's like the two white girl. Oh, no. And um it was a lot of like underage girls and all oh, that sort God. of stuff, so it got shut down. And oh. then and then it tr- it changed to Max. The, I'm pretty sure you guys have you guys ever gone there for dinner and stuff? No. no? Uh, so there's a bar called Max. It's closed now, so no one can oh. go. Wait, for the same reason? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like from police and stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. So we used to go there, and then we used to go to um, Ferg's, which is in um, Massey. Massey, and then we'd go home. <laughs> and then Friday, I might have like drinks at my friend's house or go out to town. And then Saturday, I'll do the exact. I don't know how yeah. I. Don't you get bored though? No, man. Like I used to get so like trashed. Like is that, I like drink. binge drinking. Yeah, I pretty. I'm yeah, very much binge drink. I don't know why New Zealand is like so keep it, drinking. Yeah, it's so, so into like crazy. binge drinking. It's it's actually really sad. It's know. not normal. Like, it's not normal. It's just I used it as a way to like hide whatever feelings I was having like I wasn't addressing the problems that I was dealing with in my everyday life but instead I was just like drinking away my problems and drinking away my money pretty much and it's not a good Mm. way to deal with your problems but I had a lot of fun I'm not going to deny it I had so much fun I did it for a couple years and then (laughs) (laughs) then my body was wait what did you wear what did you used to wear 
Is it like dressy or is it like Like, it was, but like I'm not into high heels and stuff, so I'd be like in flats most of the time. And for being such a short girl, it's it's probably like I had the opportunity to wear high heels, but like my feet would get uncomfy. So no, so I pretty much wear maybe like like a crop top and some high waisted jeans, crop top. Okay, so pretty casual. Yeah, like you didn't have to go like there were obviously people that were like really dressed up. Yeah, but. Like, I'll just wear, like, your crap that you'd get from glasses and stuff like that. And then just chop on some makeup. I don't know why. Because, like, you go into a club that's dark no one can see you. And there's so much money on my on yeah. makeup. And then, yeah. I guess that's for the photos if you get any photos. I hate taking photos. I, I don't like it. it. Yeah. So, but I had so much fun. I'd go out with my friends. Probably got myself in a lot of dangerous situations, not realizing, but it was fun. Do you have any like funny experiences like, about like finishing drinks and stuff? Um, have you been to strip clubs? Yes, I are have. they cool? Um, they're all right. Oh. Um, I mean, it's Auckland. <laughs> it's Auckland in New Zealand. It's not like I think it's like American stuff. I've been to I mean, no hate to anyone that works at Calendar Girls, but, like, it's... I think when people think strip clubs, I think they, like, fantasise that it's, like, this American I mean, thing that you see yeah. in the movies. It's nothing like that. Really? I mean, really? Is it, like, dirty and stuff? Like, no, it wasn't dirty or anything. We, like, literally walked in and, like, 20 minutes later we walked out. We are oh. just like, oh, it's not really that fun. But I haven't been to a strip club, like, recently or anything like that. It could it could be completely different. Showgirls, that, that's, like, really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I always, I'm on like stripper TikTok, and they were like, they uh, have such cool lives, and they have, they make money, like bank, like, but you gotta do a lot. Like people make it look like it's so simple, but it's not. It's not simple. But getting (laughs) drinks in town, honestly, we'll probably just like talk to boys and like get drinks, the bias drinks, and then Mm. we'll be like, okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them are cool with it, and some of them are like. Yeah, like, pretty much. But like, guys in town are honestly disgusting. Like, I yeah, I'm not surprised. I hate. I've had like I've been groped by people in town. Oh. Like they walk past you and they like touch your ass. They touch your mm. boobs. I had one guy that I walked past and I was like with my friend. He was holding his hands with I'm assuming his girlfriend. Oh god! And he like put his hand up my play suit and like groped my butt. <laughs> What? What the fuck? I was like, what the hell? Like, have some respect. You're going for right me, but it's the girl's system. You're like, okay. Yeah, and I was just like, what the hell? And then I told my friend, and he nearly got into a fight with him. But I was like, it's okay, it's okay. And then recently I went to town with my best friend and her sister, and this guy like came up and like groped my boot. And she literally was just like, whoop. Like, yes, she, like, yes, that's so cool. So I think like, oh, do that's that. my friend, my best friend did that. She like <laughs> slapped oh my this God, guy. Oh my God, it's Sally. Sally. Shout out Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it was so satisfying. It is satisfying, but I hate going to town now because of yeah. that. But I've had like, I started going to Ponsonby, and then it's just old men, old white men, and they're even worse than, like, young white teenage boys. Yeah. And, like... It's like their sons and... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> their sons, in, their sons in town while they're in Ponsonby. Literally. But, yeah, that was it. But what are you doing in Ponsonby? Like, Ponsonby is pretty much like town, but... Really? 
they're usually but like, like 20 <laughs> and over is usually what they do but I think they pretty much let everyone in I think they just like pretend to have it like like more elite yeah more but it's it's not but I think same ghetto it's, like, it's more like bars like bars mm. have kind of changed into like clubs it's more like a real like chilled out sort of thing but like it's pretty much all white men that like are obsessed with like exotic girls yeah or like young girls mm, and they're yeah, like it's man weird like yeah. where's your wife at man <laughs> probably at home like <laughs> freaking breastfeeding her child <laughs> like, literally have you ever had a sugar daddy Oh my god. Any sugar daddies hit me. No, I haven't. I wish. I wish I had some special white men that'll pay for my life. I mean we actually do have some listeners that are over sixty, so Really? Do you want to see the analytics? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What is that like your family? (laughs) Over sixty? Who's none of us is over? Who's over sixty? Wait, do you have any of your friends have sugar daddies? Um, exposing no, your friends I don't a little. Think so. Okay, so we have a listener. We have five percent of our listeners are sixty plus. Oh my you. god, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, so hit her up. Um, yeah. I want someone to pay for my lifestyle, but <laughs> no, I also want to be like. That's the thing I always struggle with, right? Because I'm like, I hate working. Yeah. But then I'm like, but I'm a, such a diehard feminist that I'm yeah. like, no, I want the same. Right you want to grind and stuff. But, um, this author that we're literally like leaning on right now, Shadera she, the Slumflower, she talks about like the next wave of feminism being like making life easier for women. So men paying reparations for oh, the shit that we yes. have to go through by paying for like our Ubers. Like we have to <laughs> yes. like, for example, if we're going on a I date, right? A link. We- <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. If we're going on a date, right? We have to walk like, to the car. Like, if it's far away, then people would get, like, an Uber so that they're safe to get there, right? Mm -hmm. So then, like, she's talking about how, like, the next, like, how her feminism is, like, genuinely, like, buying her shit, like, presents, like, money, like, financial, like, physical things instead of just, like, love bombing and, like, words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be that. Which is so interesting. I want to be, like, with that feminism. If I am reincarnated, (laughs) (laughs) but you can do that if you find, like, a sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah, but, but like, like I'm on, I'm on like this one. new wave of feminism where you pay me for existing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it works for her. Like there is. It like, works for there's her. There's a book. It's called How to Bag a Billionaire. Oh, <laughs> I will. <laughs> but like, I want to be. I want to be the billionaire. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it would be nice to like be the billionaire plus plus another billionaire, somebody, like, trillionaire. Yeah, and then trillionaire. just like spend his money. Into <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what that's what her so is. Right? They will be a millionaire while you're a trillionaire. <laughs> yeah. You spend all their money. Spend two years, get a divorce, take all the money. <laughs> yeah. But like her thing of feminism is like she would do her own thing and have her own job and stuff yeah. as well. So like she'd be following her own yeah. passions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, do you have any dating experiences you want to tell us about? Some juicy dating experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about the time where you like ran away from that guy that was like coming back from like long. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so that school he like would come like visit you. Oh, so <laughs> oh, the old yeah. one. Yeah. So I mean, I had some interesting dating stories. I mean, not stories, but like experiences. Um, I think when I was younger probably like seven months age i 
used to hang out with like a really weird interesting group of people and they were a lot older than me which is probably like a sign that I shouldn't have been hanging out with them I was like 16 and they were like 20 also like why are 20 year olds hanging out it's with 16? weird yeah, it is weird but when you're like 16 you're like oh whatever yeah um the attention like he's now yeah and i was dating or they think, 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 they think that you're mature yeah so not. if he thinks that he like what is it like if he understands you and he's like that much older like that's weird yeah it's, it's really <laughs> weird to get someone his own age yeah, yeah. literally but tradies um (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah Yeah, it'd be them (laughs) and we i like i kind of got conned into dating him like my my best friend at the time wanted to date his friend and they were like oh um the friend would only date her if i dated the friend and And i actually had that yeah but younger i don't know why i thought because they kind of like I went to her house and then it was like really awkward vibes and then they like took me to a room and I kept saying no but they're like please she was like I love him blah 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 and like little naive year old 16 year old me wanted to like be nice to my friend was she white? no she was Ethiopian oh <laughs> yeah. my god and Wait, so I said yeah? yeah but I don't want to I'll say her name to you yeah. guys it was- oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course it was <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, and then I kind of got forced into dating him. Her and the guy broke up like three weeks later. And then I could not get rid of this guy. Yeah, like, no. They drive all the way from Mount Albert to the shore, which is like not a massive drive. But like, were you not working? Like, I don't know what he was doing, but like I would be, the bell would go and I'd be like walking and he'd be like outside and I'd want to cry. Like oh actually, God. so I'd like run back into the school. And then he'd, like, message me, like, where are you? And I'd be like, oh, I'm busy. And then I'd, like, call my dad and be like, please pick me up. Like, oh, it was so, scary. so freaking scary. And I couldn't, like, get out of this relationship with him. And I ended up, like, being, like, dating him or, like, being, like, oh, it was really weird. I wouldn't even call it dating. But for, like, six, seven months. Like, it took so long to, like, oh, actually so get into Did anyone know about it? Yeah, like, I told, like, my dad and stuff like that and my friends. And I was just like. But, I don't know, I was just, like, really naive about the situation. Now I'm a lot older, I know that's, like, actually a form of abuse. Yeah. And it's not okay. It's really fucked up. Yeah. The age gap was weird. weird. It is weird. But I think, like, he knew that he could, like, somehow control me. And he knew that, like, he was, like, really naive and, like, didn't understand. He was, like, half white, half harbish. So, Mm. he's a mixture. You're breathing. <laughs> I don't know if I have any other dating stories. I mean, that's probably my most messed up dating story. I mean, I've dated guys and it's been like the worst thing in the world. Mm. I've definitely dated people that have taken advantage of me. I've ended up in situations where like I wouldn't wish that upon myself now. Like being cheated on and like taking people back. Like what the hell? Yeah. Um but now that I'm a lot older and I kind of know what I want, I just don't take shit from people anymore. And that's really important. But I think you kind of have to have that dating experience to actually know. But, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm, like, mm. figuring myself out. Yeah. 
we're gonna wrap this up but thank you guys for listening yeah thank you for all the support and like yeah. all the messages it's oh so God. sweet like it's literally yeah. y'all so nice um but we just want to say thank you Mika, for coming on Thanks for having me. <laughs> Your first guest. Oh yeah. Um, if you guys would like to um, give us any feedback on any of our what are they called episodes so far, <laughs> what Marty called them last week, chat, chat, chat. <laughs> 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 anyway, episodes. Or if you would like to be on one of these episodes, please text us. It's in the bio. And also, um, if you have any topics that you'd like us to discuss, please um, message us on Instagram. Okay, and the at is. At, at melanin on the mic yeah. on instagram so yeah we'll see you guys Ooh. next week maybe <laughs> okay <laughs> bye have a good night all day all morning <laughs> yeah <laughs>